Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we have nothing to talk about this week. Nothing big happened, so no. it's just going to be a dud of a week. So uh, boring week. Thanks for coming on the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. I'm Joe Sheehan, the New Jersey kid. I guess we're we're out of here. Yeah, we're just going to sign off and not talk about anything. And uh, you know what? You know what would have been really great, Joe. Yeah. It would have been really great if there was like some sort of big event that happened this week that like could get everybody pumped about WrestleMania and like all the future possibilities just in the world of wrestling, but yes. you know, just miracles yes. like that don't happen. Yes. They just Yes. Wait, they yes. do? Yes. 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 We finally got the in-ring return of Daniel fucking Well, Brock. we got the announcement that he's been cleared. Well, I mean, he, he got into action already. That's true. Actually, you're right. In ring, he did have action. So, yeah. you're right. I'm right. All right. You stand. So, I stand corrected. Let's let's start from the beginning here. Um, it was, I believe, Tuesday, right in the, the afternoon. Um, I got the alert from ESPN that Daniel Bryan had been cleared to return. Um, is that how you heard about it, or? Yeah, I'd, I'd heard about it, like, I think maybe a, a minute or two before you texted me. I just saw, like, a thing online, just, like, yeah. a news alert. It was just like, Daniel Bryan's been cleared. And I was like, no fucking way. And then you said it to yeah. me, like, two seconds later. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. This is, like, this is so, a genuine fucking miracle. Right? Yeah. Th- this is, like, equivalent to, like, uh, I'm trying to think if there's ever been a return like this. Maybe, like, yeah. Michael Jordan coming back to the NBA. I was going like, to say, like, Shawn Michaels, maybe, right? Yeah, 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 that would probably be the next one. Like, you've just um, gone for so long, and, like, a lot of it was for medical reasons, and, you know, mm-hmm. that was just it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know what? Uh, I can go again. Let's do it. Actually, yeah. Uh, when you take four years off, or mm-hmm. however long Dan Bryan's been off, Shawn was four years, it's like, oh, you, you heal up, and then you can go again. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, with how they did it, so they obviously they they leaked uh, or straight up told these news reports. This is that how you would have done it, or would you rather have it been a surprise on SmackDown? I think I get why they did it because they wanted everybody to make sure they tune into SmackDown. Ahead Absolutely, of time. I yeah, I definitely see it that way. And I really don't think that it ruined anything either because like this episode, like it's it was bookended by this storyline. He came out, announced it. We had the rest of the episode of SmackDown, and then at the end, you know, we have the whole Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn coming out, fire them, and then, because, like, if, yeah, I don't know, it, it almost would have been too much, right? Like, if he had just, hmm, I don't know, I guess it would have been fine either way, yeah. but I just, I think it makes smart, it, like, it makes more sense from that ratings perspective of, like, I don't know, like, I don't watch, like, I didn't even watch it when it happened, I watched it the next day, in the morning, mm-hmm. but for people who watch it live, like, I don't know, is their decision to watch it live based on whether they hear something that's happening on the show, or do they just watch it or not watch it? Definitely. Like, I I at least, I watched the opening live mm-hmm. of SmackDown, and I don't normally. You're, I normally either wait until later that night or the next day, like like you do. Um, but like so, but when I got that news, that that made me want to tune in. Right. So like, if in the opposite way, like if they hadn't announced it ahead of time, and it was just a normal Tuesday, and then 
I don't know, you got a news alert that said that this was happening in the middle of SmackDown. Would you have turned would you have tuned on SmackDown? Probably. Okay. So I guess maybe it would have worked either way, but I think Yeah. I think you're you definitely had probably you're probably gonna have the most consistent higher ratings by announcing it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Of someone who's like, you know what, I'm gonna watch and SmackDown's also the easier show to do that on. Oh, I just have to sit down from eight to ten. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's instead of oh, I have to sit down from eight to eleven. Like, that's always the problem with Raw. So, yeah, SmackDown of oh, I can just and I mean a lot of times, I don't know that many people that truly sit down and straight up just watch things anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I always have something I'm doing, like working on something for work or things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what I did. I was just looking at images that I had taken at work and was also watching SmackDown. So. Man, I don't know how you'd be able to focus on that when you're seeing the amazing return of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was an amazing to return, though. Uh, so we start we start off the show with a great promo from Bryan talking about, I mean, just going through everything from his retirement to now with that it was Bree that kind of pushed him to go to these uh, more specialists mm-hmm. and um, WWE agreeing like, okay, if you go to these specialists, we'll take a look at your like mm-hmm. record again or file or whatever yeah, like to reopen his case and you know what that was actually yeah. really nice when the the crowd actually put out that like genuine thank you Bree chant yes <clears throat> um so he goes to all these specialists WWE looks at his case again finally agrees that he can return including and they apparently in the press release i haven't seen this they listed all the doctors that he went and saw mm. um including their own um uh, I forget his name, but the guy out in uh, Pittsburgh that they uh, rely on. Is this the CM Punk guy? No, that's their uh, on-the-road doctor. Mm. This is the guy that, like, um, guys have to travel, like, to Pittsburgh to get physicals done by him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so does this great promo about coming back and then starts uh, hinting at all the great matches that he could have and looks at the WrestleMania sign. Only looks, though. Mm-hmm. This time, the wrestler did not point, and the crowd pointed at the WrestleMania <laughs> sign. Dude, it is insane so, how much he is still fucking over. Oh, he he holds that crowd in the palm of his hands and makes them dance like his, they're his little puppets. Like, he is so good at just controlling that crowd. Daniel Bryan just returned, and he's already the number one babyface. Absolutely. Like, like no question. No question. Like, gee, like this completely changes so much, right? Yeah. So, uh, before SmackDown, um, the first rumors did you hear about this was the possibility that AJ Styles was injured. I did hear some rumors floating around about that. Yeah. So apparently he missed the house shows from the, this previous weekend, mm-hmm. and um, they were keeping him off the road basically, and so there was some rumors that he was injured. And so it kind of worked that, okay, bring Daniel Bryan back and replace AJ Styles with him. Because that would be one hell of a replacement match. Daniel Bryan coming back and facing Nakamura at WrestleMania. I mean, if you're going to replace Nakamura versus AJ, that's the match to replace it with, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, if you had to replace it, then that would... There is no better match they could do it with right now, so... Mm -hmm. Man, that'd but be fun. Because, yeah, that that's a dream match that's got to happen. 
Because, yeah, if even that if, was before SmackDown. Right. We we find out during SmackDown that AJ's fine. Mm-hmm. He's going to be at WrestleMania. Yep. Thank God. Because I do want to see that match. And then yes. Daniel Bryan can come so after now, the champion later. Yeah. Now we finish the show with Daniel Bryan firing Owens and Zayn. Mm-hmm. Owens and Zayn, who also hinted at matches with Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're we're now the three best wrestlers in this company. We're going to rule the, the company, that kind of stuff. Daniel Bryan fires them. And I like that he put in uh, this promo. He put in him getting fired, right? Yeah. Yeah, he talked about how he'd been fired so, before. And he, you know, it's like, I hey, like you're not fired forever. Touch. You could come back. Yeah, I came back a better man. You can too. And there, and uh, then we we get Owens and Zayn attacking him. So we got to see Daniel Bryan in action. Yeah, we got to see a couple of those uh, drop the running drop kicks. We got to see some of the yes kicks. Uh, or wait, no, did we get to see yes kicks? We almost got to see them. Mm, I think that was when I, I, I think they turned did. it around on him. He was about to, yes. but then they got him. Um, but yeah, that was fucking awesome, dude. He was so fired up. The crowd was fired up, and. Now, how did you feel watching that? Because were you just fully pumped that Dan Bryan's back, or do you see him back and taking those bumps right away again, going like, "Oh, like, no, that's that." You know what? The only one that I'm gonna start being like, Ugh, is if he goes for the fucking diving headbutt off the top rope, like, or the I I think with that or the suicide dive as well. Or the su- yeah, maybe the suicide dives, but yeah, like doing the running drop kicks, that's fine. Like, yeah, and he was definitely taking them differently. If you noticed, mm-hmm. he was really, like, really flipping after he he delivered it. So he was landing very flat on the mat. Yeah, and actually, I think it I think it helped it. Like, I think it looked a little bit better, right? Yeah, like it looked a little bit more it's him smooth. Delivering the kick, delivering the kick, and he's doing like a flip as well. Like that's pretty fucking cool. Well, <laughs> it's cool, but it, it also like so when he would land so aggressively before. It's one of those things where, like, you look at it and it's like, okay, that's tough, but, like, if I have an option to land softer, wouldn't I want to do that? Like, not even as a performer, but also as a fighter. Like, I don't want to be hurting myself every time I kick a dude. Yeah, like, like, is it hurting hurting his opponent or him? Like... Exactly. But then, yeah, like, with him having a little bit more of, like, a visual rebound, then it's like, oh, okay, it doesn't look like it's hurting you as much. So now it looks like, yeah, you're just kicking that guy and then bouncing off and then you can do it again. Exactly. So, just great segments overall. Daniel Bryan and super happy he's back. Yeah, and you know what? So now the question Maybe is... Maybe that time off, too, would really gave him the time to, like, look at his moveset and all those things and be able to reflect on it. And, oh, I think mm-hmm. definitely. Oh. He's he said that before, that if he came back, his moveset would definitely change. Well, like, I mean, all right, how much do you want to bet that he's just been practicing this shit, like, almost every goddamn day that he's been out and he's just like, if I... Like, well, when I get back to the ring, right? Because if he didn't do it in WWE, he was going to do it somewhere else. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's just been, like, just, all right, give me the green light. (laughs) Yeah. I think the last I heard was he was saying he would do a more map-based approach. Mm -hmm. Which is like, you know what? That's good. he was. Yeah. Change up your game. And also, there aren't that many guys that are doing the map stuff right now, I feel like, comparatively. Yeah. Like, especially even compared I mean, to when he... Have... Like, there's a lot more high flyers than when he was in before. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, I guess they've also relegated a lot more of those guys to 205 Live now, so... I assume that we would not see him on 205 Live. I think he'd be SmackDown Raw, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, So I guess the first question is... Is the obvious the match... Is it 
Shane and Daniel versus Owens and Zayn. Yeah, I think that's well because like they've attacked him now, so like he has to have some sort of match with them. the The only mm-hmm. other way I think that they could do this if it was like Daniel Bryan versus one of them, and then Shane's in his corner, and then the other ones in their corner. But I think it does make sense to do the tag match. That's- yeah, I I heard that too, and I I'd just be like, because I think the obvious would be him versus Owens, but mm-hmm. then that leaves Zayn and Shane on the outside, right? And it's um, like I want Zayn in this match. Yeah, and Shane is gonna have his WrestleMania moment, like. Yeah, and it so. like it, it also makes sense from that cautious perspective, right? If he's coming back, his first match, hiding him in a tag match is safer than having the singles. Yeah. You can have Shane do the crazy shit. Yeah, exactly. You can have Shane go fucking jump off of something to have a spot yeah. and throw him through a table or something, yeah. and then Dana Bryan doesn't need to get thrown through a table. <laughs> exactly. Um, he needs to go home so to Birdie, got, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we already had we already discussed one dream match, which mm-hmm. would be him versus Nakamura. I mean, oh my god, does the uh, list well, not I, go on and on? The list goes on and on, and it goes on to I think what's got to be the number one priority right after this Wrestlemania stuff if they have the opportunity dude get to that fucking Daniel Bryan Miz match that shit mm. is gonna be fucking money dude I we were talking about dream matches a couple months ago at some point and I said that was my number one dream match and I was so sad that it was like I don't think it's gonna happen ever because Daniel Bryan's retired but now mm. Daniel Bryan's back baby and do, Miz, do you think Miz, Miz saw the news and he was like shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's like, and dude, and Miz is fucking around with the Intercontinental title, and guess what? Daniel Bryan retired as the Intercontinental Champion and never lost that shit. It writes itself. It writes itself. <laughs> oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, I've never seen Newman this excited. Oh well, it's like okay, and as far as like characters too, because Daniel Bryan is such an amazing babyface, he's so goddamn over, and Miz is such a good heel, and he's fine. Like, I hated Miz for such a goddamn long time. But it was go away heat. No. It was go away heat. Last like two years, he has really turned it on and become a legitimate great heel character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yes, please just do it. It's right there. It like do I need to say more? No, I don't think so. He can take back the yes kicks from that son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, so we we've got Nakamura, mm-hmm. we've got the Miz. Yep. Um, uh, AJ Styles, I think Owens obviously. And Zane, Owens and Zane. AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Another one I would definitely say. Um, it'd be harder to get this match, I guess, at this point. But Pete Dunne. Um, I think it's possible Pete could obviously mm-hmm. come up to SmackDown or Raw. Yeah, that's just the biggest issue is because he's not like on the main roster right now. Yeah. But I mean, uh, there's there's a whole bunch of guys in NXT mm-hmm. that I want to see Daniel Bryan with, like. Gargano, Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I want to fucking see him against Cesaro, too. Like, really bad. Yes. That'd be great. I want to see him against fucking a couple guys on 205 Live. I want to see him against Adair Watami. I want to see him against Roderick Strong. I want to see Neville uh, come back. Rollins I want to see him against Neville. Rollins or Ambrose? Yep. Well, especially Rollins between those two, I think. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, you know what? I even want to see him against Ziggler again. Like, I want to see stuff like mm-hmm. that. Well, like, Ziggler was, like, threatening to put him out, right? Hey, uh, fucking Cena. Yep. He had great matches with Cena. Yeah, have another one against Cena. I'd like to see him have a guy... I'm trying to remember, did he ever fight, like, Rusev at all? 
Not that I can think of. Because, yeah, like, there's a lot of other, like, guys that have come up now that he just never had an opportunity to fight. So, guys like Rusev, guys like, fuck it, like, has Daniel Bryan ever had, like, a real match with Big E? Probably not. I'd like to see that. He's been he's been out of the ring so long that I really can't remember. Yeah. And, you know what, fuck it, like, even the guys that he has fought, like, it would be, like, fighting them all new again. Yeah, especially now that he has to switch up his style, mm-hmm. right? The, you you refresh everything that way. Yeah, and one it's it's such a great story to it. It's almost weird because it's like it it's obviously they didn't plan it this way. He legitimately did retire yeah. in their eyes, and now legitimately he's coming back. But it's like they almost couldn't have written it better, right? And he was like at the height of popularity, no. this amazing character, and then tragically, like the thing that brought him to the dance was like what took him out with all the injuries and the concussions and stuff. But then what? Now he's back. Like it's a miracle, and and now that he like he's he's come back with the support of his wife who was supporting through all this, and now he's got a kid. Like oh my gosh, it's insane to fight for and keep care of himself for. Like yeah, like they honestly for whatever brand Daniel Bryan is on, they don't need to write another storyline. Like Daniel Bryan is gonna be the storyline that carries that show. Okay, so we we've gone through our dream matches. I guess the next question is, does he get the title again, and when do you put it on him? Yes, and soon. How, like, how soon? Like, with it by the end of the year, or? Here's the tricky thing, is which title do you put on him? Because I really feel like it would be great to see him go after the Intercontinental title first, and I think that that's what's more likely to happen for a couple reasons. One, because Miz already has it right now. And they've got the perfect built-in storyline to go, which would be a really great yeah. storyline to you know, continue capitalizing on Daniel Bryan's momentum. Part of their storyline even is specifically because he was retired, so then him coming out mm-hmm. of retirement, and because he was the Intercontinental, tried to, Intercontinental Champion when he retired. Plus, Vince is going to be hesitant, I think, at best, uh, to put like the world title on Daniel Bryan for a little while. So I think they, if you Absolute, put the Intercontinental title on him... Understandably so. You know, see, like, you know, for the next couple months, see if he stays healthy for the next year or whatever. And if he does, and like, he keeps pumping out, like, I would assume some amazing title defenses as the Intercontinental Champion, holding down the mid-card and, like, really testing all these other guys. So a lot of these guys could have matches against him and just lose. But it would be, like, this great, like, bar, right? Like, this measuring stick of, like, these guys trying to, like, oh, man, Daniel Bryan's back. Like, he's a fucking legend. I want to test myself against him. I want to prove that I'm the best. And then, you know, he could still beat them, but, like, you know, show that they're really great in, like, almost beating him. Mm-hmm. That's what I think would make sense. And then, you know, if he stays healthy and it's still going well, then, you know, maybe then move back up to the world title scene. I like it. What do you think? Would you go with that same sort of thing, or do you think you would do something different? I I like that. I hadn't thought about the, the health problems, right? Like, mm-hmm. he does need to build back that trust first. Mm-hmm. Um, so putting, yeah, say an intercontinental title on him, which is why the intercontinental title was put on him as he retired Mm -hmm. was he, they kind of moved him out of the world title picture and were just like, here, we don't care if you have to drop this one or anything like that. So, right. Cause yeah, before he had retired, like he had been out for a long time when he had dropped the world titles and then he'd come back Mm -hmm. and then he got the intercontinental title and then retired. Um, 
see, I think they'd be worried about, like, well, if he got injured again, then we don't want to have to scramble for the world title. But for the Intercontinental, yeah. I guess we're more comfortable with that. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, that's and, why Finn hasn't been back in the world title picture probably, right? Well, that and the fact that he's fucking small and is not a great promo. Yeah. So. But he, he's building himself back up. I'm excited for that triple threat. He is building himself back up, but I honestly I think he needs to become the demon again because it's been way too long since he's been the demon. I think we see the demon at WrestleMania. I think so too, which unfortunately I guess would sort of throw a wrench in my plans as far as like what I think it would be the optimal thing as far as like Miz and Daniel Bryan with the Intercontinental title because I feel uh, like if Finn Miz Balor goes in Rollins, that's true, and then you don't really hurt the demon. That's true. Yeah, especially if like the demon just like completely kills Rollins and then Miz just sort of steals the pin. Oh yeah, I could see that. Like he goes goes to do the coup de gras and pushes him off the top turnbuckle and then steals the pin. Actually, you no, know, maybe that would even be the very best booking of this whole sort of thing, right? Because like there's a lot of that history between Finn Balor and uh, Seth Rollins coming mm-hmm. out of that Universal Title match. So maybe part of the idea was like he's almost too focused on Rollins. And that's what yeah. like gets him distracted out of it, and then maybe even Rollins could be pissed about it afterwards. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, I get that you want to win the goddamn match, but like, shouldn't that be your first priority instead of like fucking killing me? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, man! It's like, and then now the Miz just it's won. like the uh, it's like uh, when Shawn Michaels and Triple H faced off against Cena in that triple threat match, and Michaels just immediately super kicked Triple H out of the ring. <laughs> And then the next night on Raw, Triple H is like, dude, what happened? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to super kick you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was pretty much SmackDown. Yeah, that was pretty was much SmackDown. Daniel Bryan Yeah, because then, uh, uh, you know, obviously, they fired uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then they yeah. killed Daniel Bryan, which I think, yeah, very much is going to set up that tag match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, over on Raw, though, we had Reigns uh, setting up his match with Brock Lesnar some more, mm-hmm. with Reigns showing up while he was suspended and Lesnar attacking him. You know what's weird about this thing, too, right? Is uh, So when Reigns came out and he was saying, it's like, well, where's Brock? I want to, whatever, where's Brock? And then Angle was like, oh, well, he's not here. He's running late. And then Lesnar was there. So Angle was lying to him. Or Heyman was lying to Angle. Mm. That, that could always be the thing, right? That's true. That's very true. Good point. That's sneaky, sneaky Heyman. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Cause, well, actually, you know what? Yeah, Kurt couldn't have been lying because if he has to lie, he just spills the beans immediately, right? It's like... <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we talk about that some more? Like, I, I've thought about that some more with this, with this storyline is just... I, I don't like that we haven't explained why Angle just, like, all of a sudden just turned on Triple H and stuff. Like... <laughs> And just what like spilled fuck? everything. You're right. Oh my gosh, it's still and then oh, you still remember how they fucking tried to write that off initially? He's like, oh, he has a bad case of pneumonia. He doesn't know what he's saying. He he relapsed. <laughs> he relapsed. Oh my gosh. No, but yeah, and Reigns is I have relapsing to say, though, into. I, Go ahead. I was just gonna say I really like the uh, Angle and Rousey hype video. Yes, week. that was a lot better. I forgot to bring that up earlier. Yeah. 
That's I will angle if so. Obviously, after this, he's probably no longer role GM. He should be Rousey's like manager. Yeah, actually, you know what? That would work, especially because they got the like the double gold medalist thing going on, which I actually completely forgot mm-hmm. about with Ronda. Well, she was bronze, but still Olympic medalist. Oh, right? she was bronze. Okay. Well, yeah, Olympic medalists. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. Actually, that would be a good idea because it seems like. Two things. Rhonda's not that great on the promo, but then two, as far as where her character is, I feel like she would work very well with a manager, right? Because she's got she's kind of the female yeah. Brock Lesnar in that way. Like she's the MMA name, yeah, who's coming in, so she could be kind of silent, or just talk I when she, she wants can... to. And because she is a slightly better promo than Brock, I'll say she can definitely well, talk better true. than him. She's way better than Pterodactyl Screech. <laughs> Fucking Brock Lesnar, like he is a straight up Neanderthal, like in every single way. The lack of brain capacity, but then also like the incredible superior physical strength, which is extra scary because um, you can't reason with him. Like Paul Heyman has some sort of weird like magic on him. I don't know what it is. <laughs> on uh, Jericho's podcast the other day, that he had Chell Sonnen on, and they were discussing Lesnar. And Jericho is discussing how he's not a pupil person. He was like, yeah, he moved to Manitoba. No one moves there. Everyone moves out of there. <laughs> he's like, I'm from Winnipeg, and I didn't even want to stay there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, putting it, he's not a people person is putting it lightly. He's he's barely a person. Uh, but So you were saying about Reigns relapsing? Yeah, Reigns relapsing into the his like, oh, I'm trying to be a real badass, and I think I'm real tough. Yeah, and that he thinks that's gonna get him over, and well, because like he was trying to be all like thug tough, right? Because he came out yeah. and he was like arguing with the cops, and he was like, oh, yeah, what, what am I? You gonna read me my rights? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? All right, and then Lesnar made him his bitch with the chair. <laughs> Yeah, oh, this is so fucking funny, too. Because, like, all right, they're obviously trying to be like, oh, wow, we got to get the sympathy on him now. He's, he can't even defend himself, and Lesnar's using the chair. He doesn't need to use a chair. But then it's like, the crowd still was just like, fuck this shit. Reigns, you deserve it. <laughs> it's just shit, you deserve it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Like, all right, if you if you were to give a percentage chance on this, what is the percentage chance that this match doesn't get booed out of the building at WrestleMania? Uh, the chances that he doesn't get booed? Yeah, like, what? 100%. What is the chance that this? Like, what is the chance? <laughs> what is what is the chance that this match isn't like you said before a perfect replication of Goldberg Lesnar from WrestleMania twenty? The the only difference is going to be that people the entire crowd doesn't hate Lesnar. <laughs> that's true. Like, there's still there's still going to be some cheers for him. Yeah, that's true. There might be a few. But you know, maybe because it, it hasn't it hasn't worked that they they haven't convinced the audience that he's going to the UFC. Yeah. Well, shit. It's like it, the audience half of the audience didn't even buy that. Like when they were trying to throw everybody off of the Ronda Rousey scent, they're like, "Oh, well, maybe she's mm-hmm. not coming." It's like, "Bitch, we know she's coming." Like, come on. <laughs> it's like, "Bitch, we know Lesnar's not going back right now." Like, 
what, you think he's going to give up this much money when he can be in this company and pretend to fight instead of actually fighting? Yeah. And only show up this many days a year? Pfft. And, like, I'm pretty sure he still has a couple months left on his suspension anyway, so. Yeah, there is that, too. <laughs> yeah, he's he's here. He's going to be fighting Reigns. It's going to be a disaster. Um, I, You know what? I, I'm almost excited to see it from like a train wreck perspective because it's just it's, it's gonna be bad the people yeah. like why doesn't he learn the lesson that reigns needs to turn heel like you fucked it up you fucked it up vince there might have been you a point up. where you, you fucked up where you really could have turned this ship around but you you fucked it up man you have to turn him heel first that's not bad it's not bad to have a strong heel, especially because you just got Daniel Bryan back. You have the fucking greatest baby face you are going to have in this company. Period. Bar none. Give up on Roman Reigns. Let him be a heel. He'll be a great heel against Daniel Bryan. Wouldn't he? Yeah. The guy that, like, you know, Vince has wanted to be the, the man. The hand guy. Yeah, he's been handpicked. He's been the guy that's been... Main eventing WrestleMania ever since Daniel Bryan did. And ever since then, he ain't done shit as far as, like, people actually coming around to his side. So I think Daniel Bryan could come back and be like, hey, look, you know what? You were the guy who was supposed to carry the company after I was gone. And, uh, you kind of didn't. And aren't. So, step aside. <laughs> it's like you. Bitch. It's like, you remember that match that we had? that granted you the match against Brock Lesnar, the one after, because uh, he had defended his uh, Royal Rumble match against Daniel Bryan, I think, right? Mm, yeah. And then that was when Daniel Bryan then got into the Intercontinental title match. He was like, you know what? We're going to have that rematch. And now we're going to have the right winner come out on top. We're going to have Daniel Bryan reclaim his place at the top, usurp Daniel or Roman Reigns. You know what? Maybe that would be the thing, because all right, if it's storyline, if you have to come up with a reason to turn Roman Reigns heel, which I agree with, it, when it happens, it should make sense. Couldn't it make sense mm-hmm. such of the guise of him being so pissed that the people still love Daniel Bryan more than him, even though he's been gone for the last couple of years and Reigns has been here every week? I feel like that's a legit True. reason to turn heel. Yeah. It's just like, I've been busting my ass for you people for the last, like, y- like three years at least as, like, the main guy. And none of you fucking and love you me. None of you appreciate guy. me. Mm-hmm. And you cheer for the part-time guy. You cheer for that guy, that little fucking rodent who got injured. He's too weak to be the champion. I'm the champion. Like, ah, they could do it. Definitely. Because that's part of the problem before, right? Is when we've been clamoring about it, it's like, turn him heel. It's like, well, you need a storyline reason to turn him heel. Otherwise, it's just turning him heel for no reason. Which, honestly, I think people would forgive anyway. Because they would just be excited that he's finally a heel. True. But we have higher standards on this podcast. <laughs> Things need to happen for reasons. Like, do, do we have higher standards? We have higher standards than WWE. <laughs> That's true. Which is uh, also replicated like st- by New Japan. 
Yeah, with uh, the Zack New Saber J- Jr. winning the New Japan Cup. What a awesome surprise! Because mm-hmm. I did not think this was going to happen. I initially thought Tomohiro Ishii was going to win this whole thing. I was wrong. And then when we got into the whole second round, things started to develop. I thought Sonata was going to win this thing. I was wrong again. They legitimately surprised and then me. And then I thought Tanahashi was going to win. And he surprised me yet again with Zack Sabre Jr. pulling out a legitimately fucking crazy impressive New Japan Cup run. Like, his hit list is insane. Like, think about this list. He tapped out Naito in round one. He beat Koto Ibushi to a referee stoppage in round two. He taps Sonata in round three and taps Hiroshi Tanahasi, the ace of New Japan, in the finals. Jesus Christ. Uh, he's pretty much uh, getting pushed to the moon. It's, it's the type of push that completely makes sense for the win that he got. Which is why it was so well crafted. Because this win that he gets, and he did challenge Okada, so that's official. Mm-hmm. So him getting this win means that he gets to fight the world champion. Okay, great. Because he just proved that he could beat every single fucking top guy on the roster, pretty much. <laughs> like, Yeah, guys that have, have been challenging. Yeah, guys Okada. that have been challenging. Guys that have won the New Japan Cup before. Guys that have won the title before. Mm-hmm. Like... Guys yeah, that Naito, won the G1, like... Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, between night, like, all right, so... Because, yeah, like, him beating Sonata and Kota Bushi, it's like, okay, like, I could have seen that beforehand. But, like, him also tapping Naito and Hiroshi Tanahashi to bookend this tournament is insane. And, like, I know this is probably going to be really far down the line, but I'm also really excited that for some point, like, when he gets big and then turns on uh, Minoru Suzuki... And you get that teacher versus student match. That's going to be a dream match for me. Like, just straight up wet dream. I'm just going to have to, like, put a condom on my dick while I watch that match. Um, Okay, I won't be around (laughs) then, so... No, you have to come over and watch. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, he's going to get the match with Okada here at uh, Sakura Genesis. Yeah, and, uh... Fuck, I thought I was going to sneeze. Um... (laughs) Don't let Vince know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think it's a it's a great match setup because Zach's being pushed so mm-hmm. well. It's putting doubt in the minds that he could possibly beat Okada. That if he does, great. If not, which is most likely the option, mm-hmm. both of them are coming out way better than they were going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Especially, go ahead. It, I was just gonna say it's uh, it's been one of Okada's better pushed opponents mm-hmm. um in a good bit of time and i th- i think it's good to have okada challenged definitely and to like to give him these unique sort of challenges too because like he had that match with will osprey but it wasn't for the title and that's probably like the most similar well actually you know he's not be- just because he's british that's the only thing that's similar between Zack saber and osprey because other than that they're yeah. kind of opposites because they're high flyer versus pure technical yeah submission style guy so yeah like it's a totally different type of match and it's been a little while since he's had like a pure technical guy like that because he fought Sonata before that who's a lot more similar to Okada and then Naito's a lot more like crafty and stuff like that so it's it's been a little while since he's had that 
pure technical. Like I'm, I'm trying to remember like if and when he would have like fought like a guy like Minoru Suzuki last, or maybe he fought Zack Saber last year in the G1 or something. But yeah, it's been it's been a while since he had this type of opponent. Yeah, and I like switching up the styles, right? Because especially when you've had a, like a guy like Okada who's been the champion for a really long time, it's great to have like a variety of matchups. Mm-hmm. Mix things up, keep it fresh. Right, because it's like if you're watching the same things too many times, then obviously you get bored. Yeah, like Okada Omega has been great, but you don't want to shove it down people's throats. Right, and it's nice that we've had this this break from it, so that you know eventually if we go back to it, then you know we've had a break. And then <laughs> honestly, mean, now too, funny. With... you said if you mean when. Yeah, when probably. Well, I guess the the thing, the reason I say if is because uh, you know what if the next time Okada or Najee's no, not Okada. Omega goes to challenge for the title. Okada's not the champion anymore. Like he probably yeah, will true. be, but I don't know because it's like it's, somebody's got to dethrone Okada at some point. But I feel like he's got a little bit to go because I yeah I, I agree. Zack Sabers I don't think going to unseat him. I think Hiroshi Tanahashi's probably going to get the next title match because they've been talking about how um, as far as like defense records go, if he beats Zack Saber Jr., then he will. Um, be tied for title defenses with Hiroshi Tanahashi for the most title defenses of any title reign. Mm-hmm. So then you could have against Tanahashi to be like, hey, well, if you're going to beat my record, then you've got to beat me. I'd like yeah. to see that. And it, it would make sense, too, from the fact that like you know, he was the other finalist in the New Japan Cup, so like he's you know, right at that spot. Um, so we could see that. And then who knows after that? Maybe Naito goes back after him again. Maybe Okada. Or not Okada. Jeez, I keep saying Okada. Omega. <laughs> yeah. I think you have a couple options now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shit with, like, yeah, with Zack Sabre getting pushed up here, you know, maybe he'll get another title match down the line. I think down the line, too, you're going to have someone like Juice Robinson up there. Yeah, I would, I would really love to see Juice Robinson go for... Man, like, if he, if he actually got... Like the U.S. title or something like that, or maybe the Intercontinental. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I I think within the next year, I think you see that. I could see it. You know, I could definitely see like maybe in the next year he gets the U.S. title. I could see that. Mm. Uh, all right, back to our okay. So back to Raw. Mm. Um, we also had just another promo by John Cena challenging mm. the Undertaker. And the response we got this week was Kane. Yeah. And next Monday, we're going to get a match with John Cena and Kane. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I feel like I've seen that when match. When are they going to announce this match? Um, I mean, probably the week before Mania. <laughs> they're so lucky that they have Daniel Bryan back because otherwise this would be fucking ridiculous yeah well yeah alright so I also have to ask you this is there any appeal to this match to you if it's not career versus career at least the Undertaker's career yeah with how Cena's promos are going mm-hmm yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Taker just needs to be done. But, yeah, it's actually, it's been kind of weird, too, to see, like, Cena has been really heelish on the mic. 
Mm-hmm. Like probably one of the most attacking him like personally, mm -hmm. character, anything, any kind you can think of. But like he's attacking him personally, but like he's also he's doing it in a heelish way in that he keeps saying shit that's like not true. To try and like mm -hmm. and it's stuff that like is very obviously not true in the way that he doesn't normally say stuff because normally he's like the you know, point out all the obvious shit that sucks about your character almost too much sometimes and you know, bury you to an extent. But like the shit that he says is usually true. But like now he's just like basically saying like Undertaker's just like a scared little bitch and doesn't want to fight anybody and all and it's like that's not true even remotely. Like that's the sort of thing a heel says to bait the baby face out, right? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to kind of see him really be in that heel territory on the mic. But it's one of those things that I think he's doing it so tongue in cheek that even his character knows that it's like, look, alright, I'm I'm dipping in the heel pool right now. Just so that I can be an asshole enough to piss Undertaker off so that he comes here and fights me. Uh, okay. So just like the um the annoying antagonistic guy. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think that heat's going to lead to him like, oh, well, I'm going to cheat to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, I don't think it's going to be one of those. Yeah, but uh, no, it's just, obviously. It's just one of those things where it's like, well, I don't know how to get you to fight me otherwise for some reason, which is weird because, like, his record speaks for itself. But, you know, I guess they want to go with the storyline. And they go with this idea that's like, oh, the only way I can get you to fight me is basically to piss you off enough. So, all right. I'm going to be really annoying until you come Yeah, up. it's like, I'm just going to be that gnat that bites you until you eventually swap me away. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of working, because it's probably going to happen. Yeah, I just, I'm very confused at the timing of the announcement. Um, then we also got the Hall of Fame uh, announcement that Mark Henry is going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, and you and I were discussing how deserving this is. Uh... This actually this is a pretty solid class this year, I think, besides Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, but besides Kid Rock, exactly. Because, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, obviously Mark Henry just was announced, and that's that's a fucking good choice, man, because he's, he's been yeah. a real company guy for a long-ass time. Like, uh, he's had a varied set of gimmicks, too. Like, he's made multiple gimmicks work. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nation of Domination, Sexual Chocolate, Hall of Pain, mm -hmm. and has just yeah, he's just survived in the company uh, a few times being that main event guy, but not for any consistent way, but just being that he was a solid mid-card guy, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, solid mid-card guy, like, had that unique gimmick, and because the gimmick was founded in reality of him being, like, the world's strongest man at the one point, and I just, yeah. I love that he, I think he is one of the perfect templates as far as, like, those guys that can have, like, a, a late career resurgence. Like, it shows that it's mm -hmm. really never too late to turn up your gas and be the best that you've ever been in your career. Because, yeah, and like, I think... He was the perfect example of that with the retirement mm -hmm. announcement that turned yeah. into a title mm -hmm. shot against John Cena. And we legit thought he might win it at that time. Uh, I'm trying to think about what my thought is at that time, like, whether I actually thought he was going to win or not. But, like, I was... I definitely thought he was going to win. Okay. Oh yeah, because I'm. Yeah, this was af right after his Hall of Pain run, right? Okay, yeah, yes. so he had had that other world title. So yeah, okay, I probably actually thought it could have happened. So yeah, I think he then mm -hmm. after that, I think he went back to the Hall of Fame gimmick. But yeah, because mm -hmm. yeah, man, like that was 
he's had the other gimmicks and he's made other things work, but I do think that that late stuff, like the Hall of Pain and then the fake retirement speech with the salmon suit, was Mark Henry's best stuff he's ever done, and it was really good. I mean, like, even the stuff like he's he's gonna have a legacy with the stupid stuff too, like the hand. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's that stupid shit too. Um, but yeah, like great guy to put in the Hall of Fame, I think. Yeah. And apparently a super nice guy as well, as uh, Jim Cornette put him over on his podcast this week. Yeah, he seemed, he's always uh, seemed like a pretty legit dude. Yeah. From, you know, just uh, what we see on TV. The main event, though, on Raw this week, which apparently the live crowd did not see, was the ultimate deletion. What? They didn't show this to the live crowd? Oh, you didn't hear about this? The live crowd got Braun Strowman versus uh, Elias. <laughs> Well, because they were afraid of what happened with the uh, Raw anniversary show. Oh, well, you know what? Good call on their part then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, I mean, all all you'd be doing is watching it on a screen anyway, so you just watch it Yeah, exactly. So I think they thought, hey, if they want it, they can watch it at home. Yeah. Holy shit. I give this the edge as my new favorite out of all of the deletions and Ooh, out of all, all the, the other crazy videos all of the broken hardy stuff yeah i think this was better even than the final deletion wow that's saying something you know what yeah. i it it had everything and it was shot obviously way better quality mm-hmm. um and it yeah it was just that entertaining yeah i i thought it was fucking hilarious i love that they Got to work in everybody. They had the little cameos even yes. for... I love they even still put in Jeff and Brother Nero, like, even with this going on. It seems like they're just kind of... Well, I don't know. I won't go into that. But Final Deletion was fucking awesome. I loved that... Yeah. It was It was really weird because, like, when Bray Wyatt was doing this, I felt like he was... It was almost too natural. It was like, this is exactly what he should have been doing the whole time. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's finally clicking now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's like the fucking thing where it's like when you bring in somebody who's just like a weird type of different wrestler. It's like, oh, we've got the little midget or the cruiserweight, and we've got the woman. And it's like, oh, well, who do we have them fight? I don't know. Didn't you get two of them? And it's like Bray Wyatt's finally found his other guy. Then it's like, oh, this is the sort of shit he was supposed to be doing this whole time. This really wacky, goofy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that they seem to understand that as well because it... Yeah, with uh, Bray Wyatt getting deleted at the end of it, I'm assuming if he comes back, it would be repackaged in some way. Yeah, it was an interesting ending. So he gets thrown into the link of uh, reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Senior Benjamin goes to fish him out, but can't find him. And so Matt just says he's been deleted. But Matt knows the power of the link of reincarnation. Mm -hmm. So he has to know he's not permanently deleted. So... I think it's it, you got two options. Either Bray is going. I think a couple options actually. Mm-hmm. I think Bray either goes away for a while and comes back as a totally new character. Uh, I think he could come back as Sister Abigail soon, mm. or I think he could come back as one of Matt's minions. Yeah, and you know what? I think honestly, I think that's where it's going to go, and I think that'd be the smartest choice. Especially with, and, and maybe this wouldn't work as well if they're specifically cruiserweight tag titles, but if they bring in those six-man tag titles, 
or three-man tag titles, then hey, you've got Matt Jeff and newly reborn, reincarnated Bray Wyatt Brother Bray. character. Brother Bray or something. There you go. Brother you've got, Bray. You've got a three-man tag there. And it like makes sense in storyline. It's not just we're throwing three guys together. It's we've got these two guys who are brothers and have the whole established thing, and then we got this whole guy that it like this whole weird transition with Bray Wyatt has actually made too much sense. And it has been like almost like the perfect sort of blessing sent for like how to resolve Bray Wyatt, how to write him out and then advance with that character. Cause mm-hmm. like he's so weird that like how do you get rid of him? Like do you just other like otherwise would you just have like had somebody else kill him or have like a loser leaves town match or something? I don't know. But like now, if you with this whole storyline, you can have him be basically just like cured of his insanity almost, yeah. and then just be yeah like reborn into the whole like the Matt Hardy character save Bray Wyatt. It's this weird twist of fate, as it were. Ah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, so it's like it's the ultimate deletion of Bray Wyatt, but it right it really might be kind of like the ultimate saving. Like the ultimate and saving it could be of the ultimate rebirth, yeah. Yeah, the ultimate rebirth of Bray Wyatt. Just like we had the ultimate return of Daniel Bryan. So yes. yeah, we'll we'll see how this plays out. But I, I'm tentatively saying that I agree with you that this is my favorite of the broken Matt Hardy stuff. Well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm always right. So, but I don't know. It's, it's fucking like. <laughs> they fucking shot Roman Cadles at each other in that fucking first one. That was so hilarious. True. <laughs> Shit, I didn't think about that. <laughs> and then used the boat as defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know, it's somebody at right, some point. It's at least it's it's tied with final deletion. All right, ultimate and final yeah. are, are tied. I would really that. love to see just like a compilation of all these at some point someday. Like somebody just put together like one DVD of all of the broken like Matt Hardy the- saga. The deletions DVD. Yes, the the deletions. Oh my gosh, that'd be fucking hilarious. I would love that. If somebody would ever do that, you know, maybe it's on YouTube already. I bet somebody's already done that. If not, mm-hmm. somebody should do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. Uh, and then just to finish up this week, we had a solid episode of uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Gargano uh, getting his revenge slightly on Tommaso Ciampa, uh, attacking him from the crowd, and then getting escorted out because he's no longer a part of NXT. And that was that was a great too, like a way that he popped out with like you know Ciampa going down, ripping all the Gargano signs, and then bam, right yeah. there in the crowd, there's Gargano behind the sign. <laughs> Which and... for a split second, I totally thought he had an El Generico mask on. <laughs> I feel like it was a very similar uh, coloring to it, mm. so it was just like, <laughs> yeah, man, I can't wait to see that match at Takeover. That's going to be yeah. intense. That's you know, this Takeover is really shaping up to be one of the best ones. Yeah, this is going to be an insane card. Like, all right, because let's just run through it really fast. Just, just this is insane. We got all right. So we got Andrade Cien Almas versus Alistair Black, which I think is going to be a pretty exciting match. I, I'm excited for that. We got, yeah. uh, which I'm wondering how they're going to, I guess maybe this is um, going to be like an unsanctioned sort of match, like one of those no DQ, I don't know if it's approved, because like Gargano's not a wrestler, so he and Champa is going to be some sort of like hardcore match, I'm guessing. 
probably it's probably gonna be like Champa's now gonna want revenge or something maybe or maybe mm-hmm. uh regal maybe gargano really like convinces regal and yeah makes it like an unsanctioned match or something like that yeah or maybe it's like just sign me in for one last match like win or lose i'm still gone but just let me fight champa yeah. like let me kick his ass mm-hmm. and i feel like you would have to have him beat champa right like obviously we'll talk about this once yeah. we get to the predictions in a, i guess two weeks or something but yeah, that's going to be crazy. Then we've got... Uh, Moon versus Baszler. Yeah, Moon versus Baszler again. And this is this is one of those feuds that I think has kind of continued to heat up. I'm not tired of it. At least I'm not tired of it yet. Like, if yeah. if, if Baszler wins here, I think that's got to be the right move. If if Ember wins mm-hmm. again, then I'll be kind of like, oh, I don't think she should she would have won. She should have won again. I think like, this <laughs> is going to be Baszler's time. I mean, they've really mm-hmm. been pushing her. Yeah. And Moon, they've been pushing as like, she's kind of completed what she wanted, right? Like, and mm-hmm. so it's okay to lose to Baszler. Yeah, I think it's okay to lose to her. Maybe have a rematch, but then otherwise, then just go up to the main roster afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and they've been running the whole storyline of her being injured, so it's like her just basically trying to escape Baszler up until this point. Mm-hmm. And I think her time is going to run out. So yeah, we got that. We got uh, the tag uh, match, which is going to be crazy with um, basically what Undisputed Era defending against the winners of the Tag Team Classic. Yes. So it's going to be for the Tag Team Championships and the Dusty Rhodes uh, Trophy. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the ladder match. For the North American Championship mm-hmm. of Adam Cole, EC3, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream. Here's the thought and question about that: Is because um, Bobby Fish is injured, right? I believe so. Is he going to be making Takeover? Do we know? No, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Adam Cole and Kyle defending the. So then, titles. so then, is Adam Cole pulling double duty, or do you think he gets replaced in the ladder match? I think he pulls double duty. That'd be pretty crazy. It's WrestleMania weekend, baby. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Especially if they actually like, make a point of that. If he was going to pull double duty like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I could kind of see it either way. I mean, but... the tag match, he could probably take like a backseat in, right? Yeah, because it's going to be... a ladder match as well. That's true. Well... I guess it depends. He's in he's in two matches where he doesn't have to be the focus the whole time, right? True. True. Definitely not at least the whole time. Because even if he was going to like win the ladder match, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're being focused the whole time. Yeah. You can uh, take a big bump and kind of wait outside for a while and mm-hmm. then jump back in. Yeah. Especially... Yeah, the NX, NXT's really shaping up. They're, they, I, they're on like a resurgence again, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Over, I'm really looking forward to watching it each week again. Yeah, well, it was just there was that little bit of time where it was it just had to recover because like the main roster had purged so many people out of NXT all at one time mm. that they just you know needed some time to recover. Yeah, the roster uh, right now, like yeah, they've we have just a new ins- tag team mm-hmm. in NXT, uh, Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Yeah, and uh, I think they they're making it all the way to the finals, right? I think so. For, like, the, what's going to be, I guess, a three-way tag team match, right? With them, Undisputed Era, and uh, Authors of Pain. Yes. But, yeah, done and strong. The team that we never knew we wanted. Yeah. 
I was like, who are they going to pick? And I'm trying to think. I was like, do they bring out a surprise, like a Ricochet or something like that? Or a EC3? I was like, but they're going to be in that ladder match, so I don't know. And then it was Pete Dunne, and I was like, oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and got really excited for that, because, I mean, I love Roderick Strong, so... Yeah, and you know what I love, I too, like is it like... that he's yeah fucking love Roderick Strong uh, and I love that Pete Dunne even though he's teaming up with them he's not like oh well I'm a baby face now like no, he's, he's still, still a fucking dick yeah, Pete Dunne <laughs> yeah he's still Pete Dunne uh, and then we finished off the show with uh, Cole versus Ono which I thought was a great match this week mm-hmm. yeah I thought it really got to show off a lot of like Adam Cole's kind of craftiness right because he had to wrestle somebody yeah. so much bigger than him. And in a one-on-one match. Because he's he hasn't really had that many one-on-one matches. And then, like, the one that he had with like, against Aleister Black. Like, he's still smaller than Aleister Black, but it's not nearly as drastic. Him to Ono. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Good on him. And then also, of course, uh, a 205 Live, Ali had a great match with uh, Drew Gulak to earn his spot there at WrestleMania. Oh, sorry. I didn't really figure out. I forgot about that one. Um, yeah. A fantastic match between mm-hmm. those two and setting up a, a nice rematch there. Yeah. Well, I mean, Drew Gulak is really fucking, I think, honestly, if it were just based on pure merit as far as like who's proven themselves the most over this year, I feel like Gulak should have been in this match. He's always been so consistent, right? Like, yeah. out of all the guys on mm-hmm. 205 Live. He's been super like, consistent. I've never mm-hmm. I've never not enjoyed him. Yeah, like, super consistent. But then also, I think, like, even more so, especially than, like, Ali and Alexander, is that, like, he developed a character in that time. Like, he actually came up with and created a unique, a unique and interesting character that he can rock. Whereas, I feel like for the most part, like, Ali and Alexander are just kind of, kind of cruising on their physical abilities you know they're just kind of hey i'm a baby face as far as their characters but but now we get to see those type of baby faces in the most interesting situation which is baby face versus baby face because then it's just pure competition until one of them turns Mm -hmm. heel (laughs) which i feel like is probably gonna happen i think one of these guys is gonna turn heel out of this match at wrestlemania like, maybe not the night of, but I think coming out of losing it. Yeah, probably in the following mm-hmm. weeks. I mean, you're going to have to. You can't have too many baby faces, right? Well, especially because neither of these guys are really that over as baby faces. Like, they can get the crowd behind them when they have a great match, which obviously, like, Ali did here, Cedric has done before. I think they'll probably also both do again at WrestleMania. But as mm-hmm. far as, like, sustainability for people caring about... Because, like, every time when these guys come out, they barely get a reaction. But then if they have a really good match, then people are excited when they leave. But yeah, it doesn't really carry over. So I think they... One of these guys need... Well, they both need to fucking become more interesting. But one of them will probably turn heel. <laughs> <laughs> I still think the better... Very true. I guess both could be good, but I think the most interesting one, just because there's a good gimmick for it was like if they bring back gold dust and put him with cedric alexander that he could do the age of alexander i mean they're not doing shit with gold dust right now right yeah. so well the, the, and yeah like because he's not with mandy rose anymore i'm assuming since he 
they they didn't win the mixed match challenge uh second chance vote yeah who who got the second Finn chance and sasha <laughs> okay man well i voted team hey. little big lost this week and i was pissed yeah because they i hate i hate the fact that they're pushing oscar's streak on that show it's the dumbest thing ever yeah well she's got to win now right i guess if they're pushing that streak oh you know what's gonna be yeah. really fucking shitty i just oh this makes me sick to my stomach and i just thought of something what if they have what? the robe warriors win the mixed match challenge and they have it like build that into their wrestlemania feud between charlotte and oscar that's like oh well, i defeated your streak <laughs> would that be horrible that like i ended your streak on mixed match challenge the week before wrestlemania <laughs> Well, that's why uh, I loved how they tried hyping it up that it could end this week, and I was like, "Yeah, okay." Oh my god, they better not do that. <laughs> that would be so. Fucking All right, before horrendous. we get uh, before we get too depressed, yeah, that's gonna be it for this week. <laughs> just, All right, let's just fucking quit. Fuck this shit. <laughs> get out of here. We should have ended with Daniel Bryan. Damn it. <laughs> yes, you know what? Give me one more dream match for Daniel Bryan. Because you got to be able to pull up Ooh, at least one um, more. <laughs> Uh, Finn Balor. Ooh, yeah. I don't think we mentioned well, him before. Specifically, the Demon. I think. Yes. Yeah, Daniel Bryan versus the Demon. I'd get behind that. Mm. Do you have one more in you? Hmm. Let me see. One more to counter that one. I would like to see the returning Daniel Bryan versus. Hmm. Ooh, Alistair Black. Oh, that's a good one. All right, I had I had another one in me, but I, I don't want to say it now because that one's a really good. No, no, no. What was yours? Andrade. Oh, I was, I was about I was about to say that again too. <laughs> actually, yeah. that would be really good. That would be really uh, good because actually, like no- Andrade a year ago, no, but Andrade now. Oh yeah, that. oh yeah, Andrade now. Who? Yeah, that'd be amazing. All right. All right, so now we're ending on a good note, ladies and gentlemen. Um, catch us back next week as we continue on the road to WrestleMania, which has definitely gotten a lot more exciting this week. Uh, check us out on all our social media and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on anywhere you can find podcasts. I just have one more. Daniel Bryan versus Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs>